episode of Unbatting. I'm Dana Pereira. And I'm Jessica Presley. And uh, I got sick last week, so... You're better now. You're doing better. (laughs) I was unbatting an illness last week, so I couldn't unbat here with you guys, but... Here we are. We're back. We're back. Post-Christmas episode. Yeah. I um, might snot into the microphone a little bit. So you're still on the mend. Uh, it's You know what it is? You know that like congestion thing where you go to the doctor's office and they're like, oh, you're contagious for three days and then you're going to have a runny nose and a cough for three fucking years, basically. I know. Sometimes they just never go away. That's the worst part. Yeah, so that's the part that I'm on now. And now we're in that very interesting post-Christmas, pre-New Year fucking time. Yeah, it's like that limbo. And you're like, I mean, luckily, I only have to work one day in that limbo. But yeah, it just kind of feels like life should still be stopped. And like, we should still be like in that holiday kind of spirit. But like real life still has to happen. Yeah, I woke up this morning and I was like, wait, what do I do? Do I drink? What do I do right now? Because this isn't real. It's like you're not responsible. You have no responsibilities. Some people do. I do not at this moment in time. My responsibility is to keep my kids alive. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like, I don't know. It's such a weird time. It is. It is. But you do have a lot to keep you busy at home. You had a few Christmas surprises. And pre-Christmas surprises. You've got a few extra mouths to feed. I do. I welcomed two new foster dogs into my home. They are both teeny tiny, cute ass chihuahuas. And I, a chihuahua. Chihuahua. (laughs) And like, they're just just two little white fluff balls. They are. So cute. And one of them is so little and he really feeds the part of me that needs to be needed 100% of the time. Yes. He's only got eyes for you already. He's been with you for like 48 hours. <laughs> and I'm like, come here, baby. Let's cuddle. Let me give you kisses and snuggles and just ignore my entire family because I have a puppy. <laughs> and he's so cute and so microscopic and has such a strong name. President Snow. I love it. I love it too. He's so cute. (laughs) I don't know how. So somebody actually texted me and they were like, how are you getting rid of him? And I was like, it has not been confirmed that I am yet. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, I have no comment. I am a spectator in all of this. I just sit back and watch and um, we'll see what happens. Well, I have to keep reminding myself that I signed up on purpose to receive foster dogs, love them with my whole heart while I have them, and then let them go to other people so that I can, again, restart the cycle of bringing in more foster dogs, loving them with my whole heart, and letting them go. So... I mean, I've already done the receiving part, Mm -hmm. nailed it, doing great at that, Um, loving them with my whole heart, 
on it. A plus plus. A plus plus. Um, letting them go. I say I'm running about a C average. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're like, I mean, you're like a 50 50 split right now. Well, with Rocket, I let Rocket go. I still like cry over him. <laughs> I know. I know. He's such a love. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Well, President Snow and Canoodle are <sighs> such a welcomed addition. And my family is definitely benefiting from your generous, loving heart and home because it's, my kids love to play with those puppies. Isn't it nice to just like come over and just get some puppy snuggles? Totally. And, and then you're like, I don't have to clean up the shit. I don't got to feed them. I just come over. I have fresh puppy breath all mm -hmm. over my face. Little tiny teeth on my nose. Yes. Very cute. It is very cute. And then you can go. Yeah. It's like I have a pet store right around the, <laughs> right up the street from me that I can go to at all hours of the day and night. I love it. And I know that we're talking about this a lot, but Canoodle, best name. How fucking perfect is that name for a dog? It is really a great name. So is President Snow. That's good. I said to you before, the person who's naming these dogs needs to get a job with OPI because yeah. their naming skills are perfection. They are. I yeah. love it. Well, we were talking about receiving these dogs and loving these dogs and letting them go. And that really had me thinking about um, letting go as we're coming to the end of 2023. Um, it's also a full moon tonight, which mm. is a really great opportunity to think about some things that we want to let go of. And um, I'm curious, as we're rounding out 2023, what things are you hoping to release before um, coming into the new year? I love the end of the year because for me, looking back on it, it can show you and teach you so much, mm -hmm. so much about yourself, so much about how far you've come, so much about um, where you want to get to. Sometimes you think that you wanted something at the beginning of the year and you do a couple of things for it. And then you're like, oh, you know what? That wasn't actually for me. And you shift gears and you do something else. It's just, I think it's so wonderful to do like a year in review. And I know that you're a journaler. Mm -hmm. Do you ever go back and look at like some of the things that you wrote down from the beginning of last year? You know, <laughs> this is actually kind of funny. If I tried, I couldn't. Because I am what I like to call a chaos journaler. Ah, so I at all times have probably five to seven journals going. Um, none of them are dated. Oh, oh no. None of them. No are, police evidence there. No, none of them are <laughs> you in chronological. Never know. <laughs> none of them are in chronological order. Sometimes I write from back to front. Sometimes I write from back front to back. Um, it would it would be pretty impossible. Um, but, you know, some of these journals I'm writing in from like 2018 and like I'm still writing in them because I bounce around so much. So it, it would be real, real hard to go back and reflect. That's so interesting. So I have two journals and one of them is from like 2022. And then I had bought another one for last year. And I started writing like in that one instead because I wanted it to be like two separate years. So there's like three pages written in the 2022 journal, the whole journal. <laughs> and, the, the entire, and it's a big, huge, beautiful journal with these beautiful pages and like they feel good and the ink goes on them so nice. So I'm going to have to go back and use that one again. Yeah. 
Um, and then the 2023 journal, I was just telling you, I went to write the other day in it and uh, I like opened it up and it was like the last time you wrote, because I do date my journals, was October the 27th. And mm. I was like, well, <laughs> it's been a minute. Nice to see you again. Now, if I were to go into my journal from the beginning of the year, because I like to write out everything like this year, I want to do this. Like these are my goals for the year. Daily journaling was definitely on that list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was a, a definite, uh, I did not daily journal. I don't want to call it a fail because I like to write whenever I feel, you know, like I want to write. And I guess for eight solid weeks, I just did not feel like it. You know, I also think that um, for me, when things are going really great, not to say that I don't write when things are great, um, but I feel like less need to be like introspective and really like alone and quiet and meditate. Um, and so when things are have a tendency to be more hard or I'm digging into a certain part of myself or a lesson that's trying to be taught, I feel like I really sit and journal quite a bit more. Um, and so maybe this past year, these last eight weeks have just been like more of a a coasting kind of time for you. They didn't really feel the need to journal. I agree with that. It's more of because whenever things are going good, it's very easy for people to sit in it and be have gratitude over it. And you just sit and you think like, ah, oh, things are going great. And then whenever you're trying to work through something, you're like, I will do anything to fucking try and process this shit. And a lot of times journaling is what people do. Let's write it down. Let's get it out. Let's move it. Let's, you know, because sometimes as you're writing it, it, other thoughts just pop into your head. Mm -hmm. And I love that. I, I think from the time I was little, even with the hard shit, and don't get me wrong, I do love to journal, but it's, I like to process in my mind. Mm -hmm. I like to sit with things, especially in the shower. I like to sit in the shower, let hot water. It's like my favorite place to be warm and cozy and just always all of my best ideas come in the shower. Mm -hmm. All of my jokes for, you know, anytime I want to slide something in on the podcast, I'm like, ooh, don't forget to say that on the podcast. <laughs> it also is the time where I reflect on the podcast and think, fuck, I didn't say this. I didn't say this. I didn't do this. I didn't do that. You know, and I'm like, mm. But I'm a mind person. Like, I, I like to work through a lot of it in my head rather than writing it all out. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I don't want my husband to read it. Because if he knows what's in my head. Shit. <laughs> Watch out. I know. Maybe that's why I chaos journal. Just yeah. so, like, nobody really could figure out what's happening. It's like a, a line of defense. Yeah. So, yeah, if there's no order to the madness, then I can't be found out. Yeah, there is no fight. You could be like, I wrote that six years ago. What are you talking about? He's like, I just bought you that journal for your birthday. <laughs> and you're like, nah. -uh. Oh, my God. You don't even know what presents. You just gaslight the shit out of him. <laughs> totally. Totally re-bad instead of unbad. <laughs> well, you know, there are moments of re-batting. That is a part of life. Right. We talk about the ebbs and flows of it all the time. And I think that the key to that is, um, you know, uh, what is it? Uh, three steps forward, two steps back. 
Yeah. Yeah. The steps back can be a challenge, um, especially when you're going forward and you're having like a few really good days, um, weeks or months, depending on your situation. Um, and then whenever you have the steps back, it's like, ugh, such a blow. It is, but your rebound time, I love me a good rebound time. And if your rebound time is good and you're like, okay, and then you get those three, you're still ahead, right? Sure. With your three steps forward. Do you remember any of your goals from the beginning of the year? Like, did you set any intentions or goals or anything in 2023? You know what? I feel like the theme for me this year has really been about um, trusting myself, um, connecting to my intuition, uh -huh. um, letting go of um, old patterns or behaviors within um like the way that I deal with hard stuff. Yeah. Um so so there's definitely goals that I had. I it's hard even when I go back and look at like um manifestation boards or vision boards and stuff like that like the theme is always the same. Yeah. And the theme has always been like inner peace. Uh -huh. Peace within my family, peace within my home. Um, and so that's really been the focus for probably like three years. It's yeah. like, I haven't really focused on like, oh, I want to accomplish, like, I want to accomplish this thing for myself, mm -hmm. or I want to, um, buy a, this or go to here. It's really been about, um, peace within my home because it's, it's been hard. Yeah. And so it's it's been a a recurring goal, a recurring theme. So whenever you're looking back, like year in review, um, are you seeing the progress? I see the progress in me. Yes, good. Um, which is the only thing that I can control, exactly. right? Exactly, myself. Um, but you know, I've mentioned on the show before that like my kids, they come with their own history and their own struggles. And, um, it's hard for me to find peace at home a lot yeah, because they have a lot of inner chaos. And so I find moments of peace. I'm finding ways to take care of myself. Um, but I'm still after that, like inner Zen moment, like, you know, the, I'm after the outer Zen really. Okay. You know, like I, I want to be able to sit in my home and read a book and watch my children play together. Yeah. It's really simple things that I want, um, but not easy to come by. So do you have a, uh, oh, you know what? I think I already asked you this. You didn't have a word that you, every now and again, people like to choose their word for the year. Right. Um, and for the last couple of years, I've done it. I think that, do you have a word maybe for next year? I feel like perspective keeps coming up for me for next year. Okay. Um, you know, I have this thing with Hawks. Uh -huh. um, I just feel so much, I don't know, like, like a connection. Yeah, I feel like a connection and I feel supported and affirmed whenever I see them or have an experience with a hawk. Uh -huh. um, and I feel like maybe the thing that I love about them is just like their bird's eye view. You know, ah. like they're, they really like expand the lens outward, mm -hmm. um, and allow 
a, a wider lens, a different perspective. And so I feel like perspective is going to carry me through 2024. I love that you said that. And it's so funny to me because my word for 2023 was sore. Mm -hmm. And whenever I saw that word, it actually came to me on a walk. I was walking through my neighborhood and somebody had painted a rock and on it was like a bunch of birds flying and it said soar. Mm -hmm. And I was like, it just spoke to me. And I was like, that was it. It was the beginning of the year. I was like, that was it. I've been looking for my word and that's the one that really hit home. And so whenever I first thought of soar, I thought I'm going to fucking do all the things that I want to do. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to do it. And looking back, I did do some things that I really wanted to do. And that was great. We started this show. That was fucking great. We, I did stand up comedy. That was great. Like all of, there were certain dreams. I was on fucking billboards in New York city. So cool. That was fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so that aspect of it, I feel like did come into fruition, but looking back on my year, I'm realizing that that word had such a different meaning for me. The sore part of it wasn't to, you know, fly high and do all the things that I wanted to do. It was to rest and just float. Mm. It was spread your wings and then just let it go. Just soar and watch. Perspective. Take it in. You don't have to work so hard. You don't have to keep flapping your fucking wings. Right. Soar. Because that's what birds do. If they were up there flapping their wings all the damn time, they would die of exhaustion. Totally. They just spread their wings and let the wind carry them. And what a trusting thing to be able to do, to be able to say, you know what? I'm going to take some steps. I'm going to flap. I'm going to flap these little fucking wings of mine. <laughs> I'm flapping and then I'm just going to leap and see what happens. And then I'm going to let the fucking wind do its thing. It has a job. I have a job. It has a job. Everything out there has a job. And I trust that every part is going to play out the way that it's supposed to. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really cool. Yeah, I think so, too. I'm interested to see, you know, with with this word um, perspective for me, just how that will uh, manifest into its own meaning, you know, like that's, I think that what it means to me now could be very different to what it means to me a year from now. That's something that I love about a year in review. Definitely. I love looking back and, you know, seeing the, the things that I accomplished that I didn't even mean to accomplish mm -hmm. or the lessons that you learn. You learn so many lessons every year. I know that great struggles are going to happen. Because you cannot have a perfect year. It right. doesn't exist. Right. There's going to be struggles. And I'm always like, ooh, I wonder what it's going to be. Not that I get excited over the struggle, but I'm like, ooh, this is such an opportunity to like come out the other side. What lesson is coming for me? Yeah. And so a year in review gives that the, the opportunity to present itself if you want to look back and do that, I think a lot of people fail to look back and really uh, connect with the things that they've gone through, connected with, or or learned from 
in a year because a year is such a small space that you could do that. Right. It is a really small space. And you actually just triggered my memory of a journal entry that I did a few days ago where I did sit back and reflect. And I was in a pretty like uplifted mood and I was feeling really good. And I was kind of like, gosh, look at all that you've accomplished this year. Yeah. Um, and so it was really nice to sit back and reflect and and like be my own cheerleader. Yes. for a moment and and take it all in and say hey you did all of these things you tried new things you did scary things um fear has definitely been something that i've been working on overcoming yeah um it actually i think started with the show um being able to come on here and and be vulnerable and be honest and um, not be afraid of what people will say or judge or think. Yes. Um, and so, you know, one step at a time, of course, but always. But um, I think that this year, like something that I do want to release, right, um, as I'm thinking about a year in, in review, um, not only fear, but also like this suffering I feel like I have a tendency to allow myself to suffer longer than I have to. Yeah. And so I really want to leave suffering in 2023. I hope that you are able to leave some suffering in 2023. But think about how even coming to that conclusion means that you learned something. Definitely. Because without the awareness, if I don't know I'm suffering, then I can't let it go. Yeah. I love that. I actually wrote down a couple of things that I wanted to release and now oh there it is i was like god i can't find my phone it fell <laughs> i was like oh shit i don't have my notes i don't know what i'm gonna do um one of the things that i wanted to release was second guessing my intuition mm -hmm. i find that a lot of times my intuition just trusting myself i think um and i second guess it so often. And I don't think that in the past, anytime second guessing myself has really led me to anything good. I agree with you. I think that, um, you know, having spent a lot of this year also trying to connect to my intuition uh, made me realize how much I second guess it. Yeah. Um, and I think that leads to suffering. It does. I agree. And how good does it feel? And this is just the maybe last two months or so for me. Whenever I just trust myself and not second guess anything, it is freeing. I don't have that like weighing on my mind. I'm like, nope, I had a decision to make. I made it. I know I made the right one. Woo, let's move on with life. <laughs> right, know? right. I think that I'm still working up to get there. Um, like I feel like my trusting my intuition has really started on like a smaller scale. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's like smaller decisions, smaller things. And then like as I build that trust within myself, I notice that I'm allowing myself to um, – go inward for answers more often and trust that rather than like ask the opinion of you or my mom or my cousin or my husband or my whoever. Yeah. Because a lot of times it's like, what does the consensus say? Uh -huh. Right. And if I gather all the opinions and they all think the one thing, 
people, sometimes it's not the same thing that I think. Uh huh. And sometimes it is. And sometimes it is. Sometimes it's the first thing that you thought and everyone's like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Absolutely. It, for me, at least whenever I'm like hemming and hawing over something and then I talk to people and I'm getting their opinions and I'm taught, you know, like I'm trying to work through it uh, more often than not. People are like, dumbass. It's right there in front of your face. You already know. Like, right. You're just chatting with me to fucking say something more than the weather. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I think that um, as I build that trust, the uh, the safer I feel following that intuition and not second guessing myself afterwards and just being like, yep, I made the right decision. I'm not even going to second guess it. Yeah. So is there um, anything else that popped into your mind that you were like, oh, I feel like I need to let go of this or release this. Um, gosh, I mean, there are some things that I want to let go. Um, I said fear is definitely a big one. I want to let go of suffering. Definitely need to let that go. And I think that like a lot of the things like that I want to let go of might like tie back to suffering. Yeah. I have a lot of um, rules for myself, mm -hmm. right? And so I think by letting go of some rules, whether it be how I take care of myself mm -hmm. or um, what I should or shouldn't eat or what I should or shouldn't drink, right. um, I feel like in allowing some of those rules to go also helps release some of the, you know, like the suffering that I don't need to go through, but that I... I somehow find myself in more often. I don't think that you are alone in that. I think a lot of our listeners can probably relate to we torment ourselves in a way that we don't even we don't look at it as tormenting ourselves, but at whatever reason we are and then we realize it and we're like, oh shit. Yeah, I have total control over that and I don't need to do that, do I? <laughs> right. You know, something that just popped up for me, though, that I was just thinking about when you said was that like, and maybe this is why it ties so much into perspective, is that I'm only suffering if I think I'm suffering. Uh-huh. You know, so let's say, um, for instance, um, I, a very small example, I most of the time do not eat meat. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. And I'm like, Oh, you know, I don't want to eat meat. And so I can choose not to eat meat because I know it feels the best right. for me because it really does. I feel my best uh -huh. when I'm not eating meat. Um, or I cannot eat meat and beat myself up internally about like, why do you have to have so much control? Why, why do you have to be so difficult in social situations? Why right. do you have to this? Why do you have to that? So like I create my own suffering really um, within the rules that actually align with what is best for me. Yeah. What feels good for you. Exactly. And so, um, it's like the, the mental game, uh -huh. you know, it's the mental game. And so these rules that I make up to torment myself really, um, probably are for what aligns the best with me and what feels the best for me. It's just the mental game internally that is creating the struggle. Yeah. I think, um, Another one for me is not forcing um, like relationships or narratives into the box that I think that they should go in and instead just letting them be. 
I know that we've talked a lot before about like friendships that I've had that I like had huge expectations for Mm -hmm. that I was really excited about. And then, you know, they ended up being, you know, different kinds of friendships and those are okay. Right. And I think releasing, um, the, what I had in my head, what I thought that I was pushing for and letting things just be the way that they are is something that I would like to carry with me. That's it's a definite lesson that I've learned in 2023. So accepting what is. Yeah. Just accepting it. And also not being afraid to say my energy doesn't match that person's energy. It doesn't mean that I dislike them. It doesn't mean that I think bad thoughts about them. We're just on different energetic levels. Definitely. And those are okay. I don't have to match everybody's energy. And protecting my energy and saying no when those people are around or, you know, a party or just even going into places where I know, like, I will have three days of anxiety knowing that I have to go somewhere where I already know that our energies are not going to mesh well. Right. So I'm like, just let that shit go, Dana. You don't have to go to the party. You don't have to worry about what anybody thinks about it. Right. You don't have to explain yourself to anybody. No, you don't. I think about it like when I think about my children, like if I know that there is going to be um, a group of kids or people or an experience that would be like too overwhelming for my kids, I would never force them to go anyway. And so why not care for self the way that you would care for your children? If you wouldn't force your kid to enter a situation that was like super misaligned with who they are, um, then I think that all of us should grant ourselves and and not just children, obviously, if it's a loved one or a, a best friend or a partner or whatever, if you if you wouldn't want to expose them in that kind of way, then you should give yourself the same um, courtesy. Totally. And also, like my loved ones and my best friends. And if I were to say like, oh, that just doesn't feel right to me. The people that love me would just go, okay, yeah, call you later. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, absolutely. You know who those people are whenever you can be mid-sentence on the phone and say, okay, I got to go, bye. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Just> those ones. <laughs> or not talk to them for three months and you're just, nobody's mad. They're just like, hey, what's up? Let's yeah. catch up. What you doing? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Love those ones. Yeah. Well, 2023 is coming to a close. Um, what are some things that you might tell people that they could do to help close out 2023? I think, um, for closing out a year, definitely I recommend, um, reflection. Yeah. I think that there is so much power in intention. Yes. I really learned that, um, whenever I went on that retreat that I told you guys a couple well, maybe about a month or so ago now. Intentions are very, very powerful. Yeah. And so I would, I would definitely recommend reflecting on the year. Um, Look at the things that you want to be different. Look at the things that you want to carry again into the year ahead of you and set that intention, whether you set the intention in your heart, in your mind, on a piece of paper. Um, I think that if you're intentional about your desires, your hopes, your dreams, um, your, um, 
inner sense of self mm-hmm. that there's a lot of power in that and and you deserve that yeah i agree i'm not typically a journaler but i always recommend a journal sesh at the end even just looking back at you know the the things that you d- even just writing down something that you didn't expect to happen but was really great mm-hmm. just like reliving the experiences or going through pictures start on your phone in january and scroll and see all the fucking things you did. Yeah. All of the pictures you took, all of the experiences you have. Oh my gosh, I went to dinner for this person's birthday. I totally forgot. It was super fun. Or, oh, I had a heart to heart with my bestie and that was a great conversation. Or I met this person at Disneyland. Or just start scrolling through your photo album for a year and see all of the things that you did. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that. Yeah. Um, guys, 2023 coming to a close. 2024 coming at ya. Coming in hot. She's coming in hot. It's yeah. going to be a good one. Uh, happy New Year, guys. I hope that you can take some time to reflect, to uh, take in the things that you've learned throughout the year. And um, until next time. We're unbatting, baby. Unbatting, unbatting, we're unbatting, baby. We're on a journey, baby. We're unbatting, baby. We're unbatting.